0: You learn. To the Pittsburgh steeler show on the Steeler Fury.com podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Brad Shottaben, aka Accidentals, and on Twitter, aka Will Massasags in uh, real life, if you want to call this real. And uh, with me, as always, are the two best cohorts that money could buy uh, from somewhere in upstate New York. In the same state as me, I'm in New York City. Say, in the same state as yours truly. His name is Steel Perch. How are you, sir?
1: I am doing quite well. Thank you for asking.
0: Excellent. And also with us from uh, the Greater Augusta area in the in South Carolina. His name is F C. He's with us. How are you, sir? You said something about money? <laughs> I did. Uh I hear, Perch, you, Perch, I hear you Perch was in a uh, you were you spent your bye week in a fishing competition, I heard.
1: There was no competition. I dominated the season. I'm the Patriots say, of fish.
0: <laughs> you wish that there was because you, you caught a big fish, so, so I heard. I'm but Bill
1: Belichick it. with a fly rod, okay? <laughs>
2: he doesn't live in his chairs.
0: FC, um, how did you spend your bye week?
2: Um, smoking pot and um, sitting on my couch.
0: So in other words, it wasn't a bye week. It was just your normal. No, it
2: was not. Um, <laughs> nothing special. I actually watch football. I play fricking daily fantasy sports and I gamble. So football is my holiday.
0: You are a this full Saturday,
2: on of college.
0: You sir are a full on degenerate. Congratulations. I am.
2: I <laughs> fucking
0: accept it. <laughs> you embrace it. Yes, I do. We embrace it, the challenge, uh, if you will. Correct. Obviously. Um, Obviously. So for just a minute, it's been a while now, uh, but you know, the year Pittsburgh Steelers uh, beat your, beat the Los Angeles chargers, which seemed more impressive at the time than it does now after watching the chargers play another week. Uh, But they did in fact win the game with their uh, you know, the guy that was, it wasn't even uh, on the quarterback depth chart as of may, uh, which has pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, in general, I kind of remember what happened in the game, but it seems like if memory serves correctly, that the defense, uh, seemed to play pretty well against, uh, Philip Rivers. It's really two years in a row that they've dominated the chargers, except for a couple of fluke plays last year. Uh, and, uh, offense did just enough. Uh, FC, what was your, got any lasting impressions of the chargers game that you want to talk about?
2: Um, when the Steelers have an interior pass rush, they are a top three elite NFL defense right now. When they don't have an interior pass rush, they're not nearly as good. I guess you can say that about most teams in the NFL, but Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt are doing a nice job rushing from the edge. Uh, before it was injured, he was just a monster, and uh, Hargrave was showing signs of life, getting rotated, and I think... Uh, with the to an injury that he has to be the biggest kind of factor from this, where um, hopefully he'll see a lot of rush downs and he can drive up his value. If I was his agent during this bye week, I, I would tell him, "You gotta this, you know, from this this week to the rest of the year, you got to hang double digit sacks. You want to get paid? so sure, you can rush the passer in this leg, and he's gonna have, probably have the opportunities."
0: Yeah, uh, Perch. I guess that's the. That's the biggest concern that came out of this game is the loss of Stefan Tuitt and the difference between how the defense looked before he got injured and after he got injured. He got injured. Um, w- what did you make of uh, the difference in the defense after he left and also what that means going forward?
1: I don't think it was a massive difference after. I mean, I, they still got some pressure. I mean, when he was in there, obviously he was uh, a bit of a wrecking crew early in that game. I mean, he only played a, <laughs> what a handful of snaps. It wasn't like he was in for you know, a, a big, big chunk of the game. But, you know, it was another one of those games, and I think that's going to be the same thing I say in every podcast all year. The weeks the Steelers can dominate in the trenches, they will win football games. My big concern is what happens when you don't dominate? What if you have somebody who can equal you or limit you in the trenches, and it's a 50-50 sort of battle, which takes me back to the game plan. You know, it's the game plan they're using of run and short passes and protect the quarterback and be super, super, super conservative is perfectly fine when you have a team you can dominate. When you play, you know, Chargers who have half their offensive line out, when you play Miami Dolphins this upcoming week, when you play Cincinnati twice, when you start playing the better teams, whenever you play St. Louis, or the, the Rams, I'm sorry, Los Angeles, whoever the hell they are now, <laughs> um, teams like that. We just got done with the San Diego Chargers, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just, you know, whenever they start playing these teams who have, you know, an Aaron Donald that you've got to contend with or have really, really good offensive lines, uh, teams who have good offenses, they're going to score a number of points on your defense. How much has our offensive game plan changed? At some point, they've got to let these quarterbacks loose and let them throw downfield. Before I get off on that tangent, I will go back and mention, you know, Cam Sutton has really started to emerge. And, he, you know, it was another good game for him, nice interception, Good coverage whenever he was in the game. He got more snaps filling in with uh, with one of the starters out. But it was just you know another guy we probably need to bring up who's who's done really well. Benny Snell did you know some nice things in that game. Uh, James Connors running was was okay, but he did uh, really really uh, big things in in the passing game and just you know ran harder than than he had. Didn't fumble all that good stuff. Still need to get more production out of the receivers, but. Like I said before, when that front seven is dominating like they can, and the offensive line uh, is winning battles, the game plan they have is fine. But it's not going to—you can't do that against better teams.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Um, I got a—you I, know—I mean, obviously, it sounds like Mason Rudolph coming back this week. Um, FC, are you uh, like? How are you feeling about the Steelers' backup quarterback situation? Like, is it slam dunk? It's, it's not just, of course, the Steelers are going to play Mason Rudolph there. That's the way they roll. If it were you, you have any second thoughts at all about that? Are you still, uh, you're still looking forward to Rudolph as the starter?
2: Well, Rudolph should be the starter. I mean, he wanted to play <laughs> the way he was concussed. I mean, he, I mean, he's has he stuck around. I believe he has far larger grasp of the entire playbook. So yeah. Rudolph would no doubt be the starter.
1: Doc, well, second,
0: well, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, I'll throw it to you, uh, follow up with that, Fc. Um, of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, who have started at least one game. Do you know which quarterback has the highest QBR?
2: Let me guess. It's Delvin
0: Hodges. It most definitely is. Um, give you an idea. The top six are Drew Brees uh, uh R- Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes and then sitting at the top is your own Duck Hodges with an 85% QBR meaning that the game and a half that he's played basically if if any quarterback played like that on an average team he would have an 85% chance of the team winning which is a pretty damn good number um for a guy that is you know an afterthought I I just I don't think he did anything really like super outstanding in the in the Chargers game, I, I thought that, however, that during the Ravens game um, that he he maybe had the best quarterback play that any of the three quarterbacks for the Steelers have had this year. So that's why. The only reason I bring it up, I was like, I raised the issue on the board and I ask you just now is, it, you know, it, it, I'll throw this to you, I guess, you, you know, make it a question. If, you know, is there a leash with Rudolph? At some point, would you feel like they might put a Hodges back in the game?
2: Yes, if they feel they have the best chance of winning that game with Dalvin Hodges, they'll put Dalvin Hodges in the game. At least I hope they would.
0: I, I mean, Perch, oh, go ahead, Essie.
2: Mason Rudolph really hasn't earned a very long leash either. So
0: yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. It's like I don't think there's anything. He's played pretty well. He's done what they asked him to do. But I also don't think he's earned somehow. He's like so established. But Perch, what I was going to say was, you know, I if if you're starting a game. And f- try to fit within the game plan and use more of the playbook. I, I mean, personally, I'd start Mason Rudolph in that situation to do kind of what they want to do. If your team is down two touchdowns in the middle of the fourth quarter, I, I think I want Devin Hodges on the field. I mean, am I crazy to think that?
1: Absolutely. I'm going to check <laughs> you into the by the end of this podcast. <laughs> what the hell wrong with you? Shake yourself. Take a shower, knock this, knock this shit off. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens had given up 500 yards in back to back weeks. Hodges came in and, and completed seven fucking passes. He looked nice. He, he had a couple of nice plays. I'll give him that. Came off the bench against a, t- a defense that had really been struggling. Okay. Last week, 132 yards, an interception. And a 55 QBR, and we're sitting here talking about the goddamn QBR, which is a stupid stat. <laughs> yeah. They give you credit for throwing an <laughs> interception if it was a good interception, and they deduct it if somebody drops the ball. It, don't even talk about QBR. Okay, it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just uh,
0: trying to create listen, a current of our controversy. I got to with something
1: <laughs> before I get the straitjacket jacket out. <laughs> Or check you if you got into some of FC's bad weed. Maybe he threw it out. No, it bad weed. I don't know. But, and no, nobody <laughs> yeah, no, no, put no, something no. in it. Um, no. The Steelers have a quarterback, Rob. a young quarterback, who they identified as a first rounder, who they are now grooming to potentially be their long term franchise quarterback, or at least see if he can be that guy. Hmm. You think they're going to bench him or take him out of a game to put in some Yahoo from some small school who's a undrafted player who they cut that nobody else in the league even took a flyer on to sign to their, their 53 man roster. Uh, No, it's not going to happen. The kid, I like Doc. It's a good story. I think he's a very, a perfect fit to be a third quarterback on a roster and develop and, and see if he he could turn into a number two down the line or uh, who knows, maybe he develops into a Tony Romo type who I don't know where becomes a a long-term starter, but uh, Listen, we're just wasting our breath if we're going to sit here talking the whole show about Duck Hodges becoming (laughs) the the starting quarterback because he threw seven completions against Baltimore and 130 yards against a mediocre uh, Chargers defense who was out there without their best safety. So, carry on. (laughs)
0: Leave it to Persia. Just shut it down. Just just shut it down. Fine, man. But, I mean, I I just don't think either quarterback, they've done – they don't even, the throws downfield, like they don't exist. It's sort of intermediate range. In immediate range. That's the part that kills me with this. Is. It's,
1: the, it's the offensive coordinator and the head coach. They're so afraid of their own shadow, they won't let these guys succeed. They are going into these game plans saying, We're going to dominate in the trenches. We're going to keep the games close. We're going to run the ball. We're going to throw short passes. We're not going to make any mistakes or have any bad turnovers that cost us points. We're going to hope to keep it close and maybe find a way to pull it out at the end, and we're not going to let our own quarterback beat us. That's the entire game plan. Mason Rudolph, go watch his college tape. The guy throws downfield. You can't tell me, I don't care what the offense coordinator says, that Rudolph's the one who's not pulling the trigger. The game, Even when Ben was in, look at the preseason game Ben played and what he did for a game and a half. They were not taking shots downfield. Everything was at the line of scrimmage, two yards downfield. If it's third and nine, they're throwing for four by design it it's just they've gone super conservative thinking that hey we can eliminate the turnovers on offense and now AB's not here. I think they're afraid of that too. They don't trust their own receivers. Yeah. So tell me I I mean I'm not I'm not the biggest Mason Rudolph supporter in the world. I, I think I've got a, a realistic uh of, of view of of who the guy is and what he can be, but look at what he did in college and look what kind of quarterback he was and look what they're doing to him now. So you can't tell me that well, Duck Hodges is a, is a better downfield thrower and going to take more chances.
0: But I, but it's- I guess what I would say to that purchase: Look what Duck Hodges did in college. You want to talk about what Mason Rudolph did? Damn, Hodges' career is better than Rudolph's. So it's like it's not like. I guess what I'm saying is, yes, one guy has the you know scouting pedigree because he played at the bigger school, but I don't think there's anything about their college tape that screams one is better than the other. So to me, I want to. I, I that's all great. That got them here, but it's meaningless now. What matters now is what they do when they're in the NFL. And if it's true, like I saw one example, I'm not saying like Randy Fickner said that, you know, Rudolph passed up a bunch of stuff, but I saw one or two examples. Let's call it where I can think of one specifically where Rudolph had Juju coming across the middle, wide open in the middle of defense, and instead dumped it down. He he, he scrambled out of the pocket, held the ball, pumped it, spun around, went to the outside and dumped off a little short pass to Vance McDonald. And, you know, I look at that and I just think, you know, you either have you you have to occasionally push the ball downfield, and I don't mean throwing deep balls down the sideline that is sort of like either my guy gets it or it's out of bounds. I mean like those, you know, the in the deep end routes and the deep cross and over routes and stuff that you know you gotta you gotta fit it in there, throw it over a guy in a hole, and so on and so forth. That's the part that I I need Mason Rudolph to prove to me that he is willing to do that. Not that he can do it, because I think he can do it. But to prove that he's willing to do that, uh, even when they're telling him to be careful with the football, that's the part that worries me. I like this week against Miami. I I don't think there's any question that you know they can play exactly that same game plan that they did against Cincinnati and for the most part against the Chargers and beat Miami. I've just Lord going forward, I, I need I need to have some belief, some trust that Mason Rudolph can, can do that at the NFL level is willing to do that. I give him, you know, it's early in his career. He just started starting. Let's give him a few games. I don't know. FC, you want to jump in on this before we close the topic?
1: I'm going to add to it, too. Go ahead. Go ahead, Perch. 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 Just real quick. In two years, regardless of what else happens, they have to make a decision. Is Mason Rudolph the man or is he not the man? Do they extend Ben an extra year? Do they spend another first-round pick on a new quarterback? They got 10 games to figure that out. You're saying, i got to see this and that and this other thing for Mason Rudolph. The only way to do it is to give him these 10 games. That's why I really want to see them force the guy. Make him grow up fast. The second year, throw him to the wolves, and let's see what he does and how he grows throughout the this season. This is, they've got a free dress rehearsal audition for this guy to go out and show, is he an NFL quarterback? How much does he progress? What are his major weaknesses? This is, they've got 10 games to figure that out. So put him in and let him see. Duck Hodges, whatever. So you know, he's going to be a backup. Uh, you know, the, the odds of him ever becoming a long-term starter in their next franchise quarterback are about one percent or less. So give Rudolph the, the benefit of the doubt. Give him those chances for the rest of the season. Let him throw the ball downfield and, and see what happens.
0: No, I'm I'm all for that. FC, go ahead. I'll make a few points.
2: Um, point number one, beyond what Perch just said, um, I agree, but I agree for a different reason. Um, I give Mason Rudolph ten games. If I knew for a fact, if I see right now Ben Roethlisberger is just going to be attacking rehab, doing everything right, that tells me that he's going to give you two or three more years. I'm looking to, I open it up for Mason Rudolph. I do everything in my power to make Mason Rudolph look as good as possible, and I pray that I can get a second-round draft pick for him, for some team that's quarterback hungry, because I would look to move him. That's number one. I've said that from the beginning. Uh, number two, um, going to your point, B2B, about um, Mason Rudolph and uh, Juju on the deep crosser, what has Juju done to earn Mason Rudolph's trust this year? What what has Juju Smith done to earn anyone's trust this year um, is my honest the question. I mean, we talk about the young receivers. We, our receivers as a whole, You know, have been average. And Juju Smith Schuster thinks he's a one. He's a commercial he's doing, tells me he's the number one Roger Saber. So I just don't think that the relationship or the trust, I don't think that Mason Rudolph really trusts Juju Smith Schuster. And I can understand why. He hasn't made any plays for him. Yeah. Uh, It's horrible to say. Um, And number three, um, outside of New England, I think the Steelers could have won every single game. And that's a sick thing, knowing right now. Because I think the Steelers are going to do better than just beat Miami this week. I think that they're going to be a very tough out every week. And I won't be surprised if they get to seven or eight wins. If you're not surprised at seven or eight, you may get to nine wins. And if you get to nine wins, you're talking the playoffs. And last, my last point, both Pittsburgh newspapers wrote, Negative articles about the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line coach. I really don't see it. I mean, second string quarterback and a third string quarterback, and the backfield is filled with three yards and a cloud of dust guys. Not Ezekiel Elliott, says Quaz Barkley, Dalvin Cook. Fuck, it's not. We don't even have you know Latavius Murray back there. I mean, nothing against. You know, Connor, but he is what he is. And, you know, Benny Snell is basically the same fucking thing yep. three yards and a cloud of dust. So I just think that there's a dark cloud over the Steelers. Um, and I can understand why. Step into it, Ben Roethlisberger, all the injuries. Uh, but wow. Um, I'm not seeing you two, obviously, because you two are realists. And that's something I can respect. It's a week to week league. I just, it's crazy the separation between winning and losing in the NFL because the Steelers small. Be the here is a one loss team. They could have beat Seattle. They should have beat Baltimore.
0: But this is why, by the way, so this Favorite is why Mike. you know, I, I will go to my grave saying that, you know, wins and losses over time or will show you who the great quarterbacks are. And people will be like, you know, wins and losses, not a quarterback stat. That's become a Common refrain now amongst people that follow modern football and everything. Sure, but I think you can see it exactly in the way this season has gone for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's like a handful of plays each game that are the difference between winning and losing. And if you have a quarterback that makes those more frequently than not, and has a better chance of doing it when the chips are on the line in the game or on third down, you know, in the fourth quarter, or whatever, uh, that that is against a tough defense, et cetera. That that is the difference between being maybe 5 and 11 or 6 and 10 and being 9 and 7 or 10 and 6 it, you know it's like it's worth that many games a year just based on like a totality of 25 or 30 plays throughout the year right so that's the thing i'm like to purchase point if you're going to have a backup quarterback in there and you know your first stringer is not going to be there for the full season it's the ch- it's the chance to see what that guy can do i i'm more concerned about the development of mason rudolph as a quarterback than I am about winning games because to me, it's in the, you know, you have to sure you have to play for the season and you can't bail while you have a chance to be a playoff team. And, you know, until you're eliminated, you're not eliminated. I, I'm with all of that. But if you've missed the opportunity to also try to, you know, make some investment in your future, you're making a mistake. You you can't, you have to always, every year you're between the future and what you're trying to accomplish that year. Um, and we get impatient because they don't often, you know, play for the future a lot. But this is one example where it's like, if you just want to coddle Mason Rudolph and try to, you know, um, I'll call it Cliff Stout him through the year and let his defense, you know, win games for you, then you've really missed that opportunity. Like, like, Perch, to Purchase Point, you're going to have to decide whether to pay Mason Rudolph or not without seeing him play anymore uh, than that. So that's, that would be disappointing to me. And, and, and he's not a rookie, you know, he's, he's a, he's a cat that, had a whole season to like grasp what's going on and get used to it and be there. And now he started a few games under his belt. Um, you know, I, I especially against this week's opponent, it sure would be nice to to see them, you know, p- push him a little bit more, I guess is the right way to say it. Anyway, enough about all that. Uh, I think we're, you know, we're sort of in agreement. We're just talking about it in different ways. We we want them to do well. We want Mason Rudolph to do well, and we want to, you know, want to feel excited about the future rather than just like hanging on offensively and uh, seeing this defense and thinking about what might have been if that just, you know, Ben and Antonio Brown were still around. But at any rate, uh, before we move on to this week's matchup, because anything in particular from the bye week you watched some other teams play, maybe anything stood out to you. I'll start with you, Perch.
1: Oh boy. Um, Seattle really blew that damn game. Uh, Lamar Jackson still uh, has not uh, been broken in half. Um, <laughs> nope. Uh, that's, that was probably the two, the, the main highlight of the games that I watched was just uh, didn't expect Baltimore to go out there and win. Um, yeah. know, it's, it's a strange league this year. There's no good team. I mean, there's not many good offenses in the league right now. The NFC has got a handful of good teams and it's mainly the teams with the good quarterbacks. You know, Aaron Rodgers is playing well. Um, Kirk Cousins <laughs> and the Vikings are actually looking pretty good now uh, I think the the Saints are going to be a real handful when they get Breeze back the Patriots defense is so damn dominant it's uh, hard to understand and if you look at the pieces of the puzzle that they have on that defense it's, it's a bunch of Joes right, that are playing out of their mind but do you know what the Patriots record would be this year if they never took the field in offense <laughs> they would be 3-3 three, three. listen they would be 3-3 three, three, and 1 If Brady never stepped on the field, their defense has outscored three of the six or seven opponents they've had. And they tied another.
0: I heard a stat today. I heard a stat for their defense today, which was um, if every passing attempt every pass play against the Patriots, uh, this season was an incompletion uh, opposing quarterbacks would have a higher passer rating than they actually have. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> meaning the interceptions and, you know, what, what have you. So they're if they just, other teams maybe just throw the ball away every time they go, go to pass, they might have a better chance. Um, yeah. I think uh, FC, uh, to me, you got three teams. I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe you'll, you'll think of more that I would say are pretty complete teams except for their quarterback. And to me, that's uh San Francisco, Chicago, mm-hmm. And maybe Philadelphia. I hate to say that because I kind of liked Carson Wentz coming out, but mm. I don't think he's been playing well at all. But those no, those, three true, are, but those three teams are those three teams are some really good
2: teams. Philadelphia can't cover the pass. They're 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 for horrible on pass coverage. Their quarterback play is fucking terrible. Even with uh, the return of the kid from the from LSU, they're they're. But yeah, Carson, bounce it to me. Wentz has been bad. Um, it, 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 it's a. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo might improve with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders today. I don't know if you've seen that, but, uh, the brain for Emmanuel Sanders, which is a nice little touch. They get Godwin going. You got George Kittle. I think that passing game has potential. Their run game is really good and they're going to get both their starting offensive tackles back, which is going to be a big help to them. I think San Francisco is definitely for real. Um, Man, I go back and forth on the Rams, and the funny thing about the Rams is Aaron Fucking Donald is just so good, and they've moved Fowler off of him, and he can speed rush, and he really he, he 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 runs he runs the arc really well. Um, he finishes, he guesses the quarterback's launch point, and he gets there. Um, but I don't trust their offense. Um. And that's funny with Boy Blunder. I mean, Boy Wonder McVeigh there. Um, New England's New England. Um, Kansas City. Mahomes is, looks like he's going to be out three weeks. But you know, yeah. Uh, how about
0: by the way, FC? How about that? A dislocated kneecap, no surgery, going to come back in three weeks. I, that's insane, man.
2: T- Terry Bradshaw did it four times in one season. Didn't miss a series.
0: Wow, I did not know that.
2: Yeah, he actually said it, and he wasn't trying to be bragging. He just saying the difference of the game. He says, and I think that Mahomes was good right after the, the the the. If you look at the injury, you could actually see the trainer or the, the team orthopedist comes out. He pops the knee, and you see immediately Mahomes is just the sense of relief that he got, just probably from the lack of pain that he was going through. And the reason he wanted to get on the cart is because he could walk. I think yeah. that he actually, if it was a playoff game, I'd be sure play next week. They're just going to get everything out of that knee, all the swelling yeah. out of the knee, you know. Um, yeah. The NFL, the, who, I think that all three of us will agree that we have New England and we have no idea who the second, third, fourth favorite teams would be. You could just see teams yep. falling. I mean, the Saints would be one that's obvious, but, you know, what happened to the Bears? What happened to the Browns? You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, the Browns. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would say uh, perch. I'll just end it on this. You know, we always like to say it's a week to week league. Nobody uh, uh, encapsulates that better than uh, the Dallas Cowboys, who lost to the Jets and then crushed the Eagles. Right? So, like, how do you figure anything? I don't know. It's yeah, a weird year. It's, yeah. it's a sad year to not have Ben because you just feel like you would totally... right now you totally feel like if the Steelers had the same exact record, you would still feel like they had a decent shot. It's very, very sad. Yeah, I
1: think they'd be five and one right now, and everybody talking about the Steelers Patriots showdown and the AFC championship game and you know, Brady yeah. and Ben, one of those two, you know, has been ma- making it to the Super Bowl and Peyton Manning, those three have pretty much dominated the AFC for twenty years now. Um but man, it's just the rest of the AFC is so wide open. I just can't see uh, unless you know, Holmes gets healthy and he can find a way to miraculously score, outscore the Patriots. I cannot see another team in the AFC beating beating the Patriots. I just, I, I can't envision it. Not, not a single team. I I mean, think to, even looking at their schedule, I can't see them losing the game during the regular season.
0: No, they're um, on pace if everything plays out. In other words, if teams play pretty much to the level they played to this point, they uh, will face the third easiest schedule since they've been tracking schedule strength. That's another stat I heard today. So it's like there. That's just like there's no you know there's no winning. Go ahead. FC. I had a
2: bet on one team in, in the AFC to knock off New England, and it's very very unlikely. But it might be a little bit off the wall team, and I'm not even sure they're going to make the playoffs. I think the Houston Texans could be problems for them.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, Houston puncher's chance.
2: Uh, and J- I, you got J.J. Watt, who could single-handedly take over a game, with the inside pass rush. And Deshaun Watson's actually such an X factor.
0: Well, we didn't we didn't talk about this team as, a, you know, either a team that was, a, you know, one of the top potential teams or a team that has everything except for a quarterback. But how about the Buffalo Bills? I mean, I, I – you know, having watched that Buffalo, that Buffalo New England game, I, I just feel like, like Josh Allen's mo has been pretty much young Elway right now, which is he looks horrible for three quarters, and then the fourth quarter he kind of pick, get, picks it together, makes a few plays, and wins the game. Um, and that's pretty much happened in every game except for the New England game where he got knocked out before the fourth quarter. So it it just wouldn't. I mean, it would be audacious for the Bills to go to New England and win later this year. But I, they're the they played them the toughest of anybody this year. So, oh, I, I, I don't know, man. Their defense is excellent. Well, so- who the hell
1: did they play? Okay, hold on, hold on. Buffalo <laughs> beat the Jets by one point. They beat the <laughs> shitty-ass Bengals who might not win a game all year by four points. They beat the Titans by a touchdown. They, you know, they had a close game with the Dolphins. Those are the worst. Uh, and they beat the Giants. Five of the worst. <laughs> seven teams hey, in we, don't play for,
0: we don't play for style points, Purge. I'm just saying. Okay, well it's then they are gonna beat the
1: shitty ass Redskins. <laughs> they got Eagles and Browns coming up, and then the shitty ass Dolphins again. The Broncos—they play nobody too. A bunch of nobodies. Pittsburgh's yeah, gonna beat to... Buffalo. Mark it down right now. Put it in the bank. <laughs> Pittsburgh's gonna beat Buffalo. Mason Rudolph throws at least two touchdown passes <laughs> against that defense, and Josh Allen throws two picks. Put it in the in the lock and bring it back. Up.
0: All right. <laughs> I don't necessarily
2: well, disagree with Perch, but what I'm going to say is that Sean McDermott, Buffalo Bills head coach, is probably one of my three favorite current football coaches at uh, the college or pro level, along with PJ Fleck from Minnesota. Go go, huh? throw the boat. We're going to kill these motherfuckers. And he got <laughs> caught on like a live mic with it. Go go, <laughs> roll, row the boat. We're going to kill these motherfuckers. He got caught on one. I was like, "Oh, PJ Fleck, you're my man." And Sean McDermott <laughs> looks like he wants to kill people on the sidelines. So. <laughs> if we're gonna have a guy that strokes out and dies, everyone thinks it's gonna be a factor on the sidelines. Andy Reid, nope. Sean McDermott. Yeah, he gets <laughs> such a beautiful color of beat red. I'm like, uh oh, it's coming.
0: Yeah, he's well, dropping. He... <laughs> he's a guy. dropping. He's like cower whenever the you know he's got a disagreement with oh the officiating. My
2: God, yeah. but He gets like fucking beat red. It's like, oh boy. That's yeah. going to be an aneurysm.
0: <laughs> he just needs to release some spittle. I think that's the key. Um, so quickly, let's let's talk for a second about uh, just a transition. Just to talk about this week's matchup. It's weird. The Steelers off for a whole week and then miss another Sunday of football and come back Monday night football. Yeah, Sunday fucking night
2: football.
0: Long ass break and then come back against potentially the worst team in football. Uh, you know, it's just it's a weird situation, and I. I I mean maybe I'm uh, the only one that just has some worry about this game as a sort of a trap game, even though it's Monday night and it's at home. I expect them to win, but i I wonder if the you know the Dolphins with Ryan Fitzpatrick are in keep it close like they're in a mode where they're gonna you know make you earn your win compared to how they were playing earlier in the year um I'll, I'll start with you perch what What do you think about this you know obviously the Steelers are a big favorite in this game will it really play out that way? How do you see it?
1: Yeah, I mean, if this game were in Miami, if this game was at home at 1 o'clock on a Sunday, I could see it totally being one of those letdown trap games. But they always get up for the big Monday night games, right? Every Sunday night game, Monday night game, they seem like they have their their best show. Uh, They should be getting everybody – well, most of the the guys back healthy. I don't know if everybody's going to be back. I didn't catch the whole injury report. But, I mean, this Dolphins team is so bad. You know, they gave away so so much, and, you know, they're losing games by – 30, and 40 points the first three or four weeks of the year. The only real close game they had was the Redskins, who were equally awful, and, and the Bills, who I don't think much of. Uh, they were, kept it within 10. But the Steelers you know, the Steelers are on, you know, backup quarterbacks and as run down as they are, they're, what, 14-and-a-half-point favorites? Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, you could see Fitzpatrick getting hot. Was he lifetime against the Steelers? Is it 0-6 against the Steelers' lifetime? Uh, he's never beat Pittsburgh. Uh, wow. I think we beat him in, like, four different – uh, we beat him like four different teams. It's a chance to beat him with his fifth different team. I mean, it's just uh, it's crazy that uh, uh, the amount of teams that he's hopped through and, and made a career out of bouncing around. But yeah, I mean, it, the it, home Monday night game, prime time national TV. Um, I don't I don't think they'll they'll have a, a let up game. And quite frankly, they they aren't good enough to look past anybody this year. So maybe they don't have a, a let let down game. But uh, I think I think the Steelers, you know, they win. They should come close to covering too.
0: So, how about UFC? What what is what do you think about specifically about this matchup? Not just the fact that it's I don't know, a trap game to you. You know, yeah. Miami uh, got a chance to like hang. Steelers are Steelers
2: are hell on wheels. Home Monday night football. It's the the the, the thing that the worst thing about this game I could uh, I can think of is having to deal with Booger McFarland, and I hate to tell you this, his fucking partner. Not much better. We've, I got to hear about his fucking kid, the kicker at Boston College, one more fucking week. Every time I see Boston College, I'm like, miss the extra point, miss the field goal, miss the extra point.
0: You are, yeah. It's the sins of the father, not the sins of the You're son. I just Fucking to say that. right? <laughs>
2: yes, sir.
0: Joe Tessatori.
2: There you go. Oh my yeah. god, He's fucking
0: are they horrible. are actually. I said Miami is the worst team in the NFL. Actually, Booker McFarland and Joe Tessatori are worse than oh, the Dolphins. I think.
2: Oh, I'll take I'll take Dan Fouts every day of the week, and I'm not the biggest Dan
0: Fouts fan. Oh, miserable! Yeah, he is. <laughs> Booger McFarland. Uh, the Patriots have tw- twelve players. Tell players on defense in the red zone because they have the end zone to use. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the twelfth man. Yeah, actual quote. Yeah. Um, oh boy! But so you know, we we've had this I think conversation. we are going to control head. both lines of scrimmage. Um,
2: I this, the thing the Sewers need most is Cam Hayward, Hargrave. I can't even gonna, believe I'm going to say this. he was good against the Chargers. Alu, Alou, they need decent snaps. They, if 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 Tree's in there, he has to push the pocket. That's one of the keys for the sewers. Um, Fitzpatrick has been a, a godsend. He seems to got Humberdoo, Edmonds shit straightened out to the point and. You know, we mentioned Cortland Sutton. Hopefully, Steven Nelson will be back this week. Um, the Steelers' defensive backs, solid, very solid. Joe Hayden, uh, he generally improves as the season goes on. And that, what I mean is, is the weather gets colder, the field gets shittier. He's more in his element because he doesn't have top-end speed. He reads the balls well. He covers well. I'm not attacking him. But the field – you know, conditions make things equal sometimes, and that really helps Aiden out. And uh, what can you say about T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree? They've been great. Devin Bush has been everything that we could hope for. And Vince Williams, hopefully, will play in front of Mark Barron because I think Mark Barron it was our yearly big mistake.
0: Yeah. Uh, geez, Perch, I mean, the only thing I will say is, you know, how long we've been doing the show, a long time. <laughs> and oh, we've had this conversation about games like this where the Steelers are a big favorite and the other team's yeah. poor and haven't won a game and yeah. we we I, I asked this question. I, I will ask it again. It's the it's the it's the question I've asked every time, and mostly uh it just turns out to be like I think about it during I think about your answers during the game, and I think to myself, oh my god, like why did I ask that question? And the question is you know, how could the Steelers, like, how could Miami keep this game close enough to make us worry? Like, what's the what's the worst scenario?
1: Worst scenario is Fitzpatrick becomes Fitzmagic and has one of those games the guy just pulls out of his ass like a couple times a year. Where he Williams baby. In, he's the best quarterback in the league one week a year, every year. <laughs> it just happens. Yeah. Just like, I don't know where that, and stupid turnovers. I can imagine us fielding a punt and muffing it, uh, you know, and, having them pick it up and run it back. You know, little things like that. Uh, a tip pass at the line that gets run back for, for a touchdown. Little, you know, basically turnovers and just a massive meltdown on defense. That massive meltdown on defense, I, believe, I have a very, very hard time imagining that possible just because this team that they're playing is so devoid of talent. I mean, they don't have a tight... Mike Kosicki is our best tight end. He wasn't even the best tight end at Penn State when he was there. <laughs> you know, he's just... they No, no real... Thread at running back i mean preston williams and Parker Parker, receiver helped me their yeah. best pass rusher is taco charlton who was a total bust and got cut uh, or dumped out of yeah. dallas they got seven touchdowns on offense the entire year in six games they got one interception the whole year i mean they have they, they've done absolutely nothing productive in any phase of the game they're actively tanking to try and get the first overall pick the only week of the season they would want to win would be this one so they can get a, a better pick from the Steelers pick that we traded them. So, it just, I mean, it, it, for the Steelers to lose this game, it would take a colossal comedy of errors. A bunch of turnovers, a bad game plan, and coming out flat, which I have a hard time seeing all those things happening because it's they're coming off a bye week. They're well-rested up, They're getting good players back. Uh, Tomlin's coaching for, for his life right now uh and it's a prime time game they're going to want to play play well so i I, i've always seen a way they can lose those games in the past this one boy it would take it would take a lot right so
0: all i'm going to say is if they lose this game our conversation next week (laughs) just we may never (laughs) we, we may never ever 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 again have a conversation where we're like oh no there's no chance it's like this is too you know there, there's nothing there, there's, there's no very, way all this stuff could go wrong
2: obviously there's a very, very small chance of it happening. Preston Williams would be one of the few players from Miami that would concern me um I believe that two years ago I said that uh he may be the worst character football player that I've ever read about, and whew, you that were just is saying a something <laughs> that is definitely saying something um but he has. Talent, we'll say. I mean, he was highly sought after before uh, a few, we'll just call off field incidents, varying from bad to real bad to wow bad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, um, the running back whose name escapes me because while I am a stoner, slightly concerns me. Not Bellage, the other one. I can't think of his name either. And he's so bad that neither one of you can think of his name, but he has some talent. But yeah, their offensive line's not very good. And Uh, I expect we might wreck. Might might be bad. And I do expect they'll cover.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um, Steelers, you know, uh, offensively, Perch, I mean, I think we've already sort of alluded to this. You're expecting them to play it super close to the vest, similar to the Cincinnati matchup. How do you. You know, any surprises for the
1: offense? <clears throat> I I mean, what do I hope they do? What do I think they'll do? What <laughs> I think they'll do it, it is probably a little bit different, but I like I said, the only way that they're really gonna lose this game would be a bunch of dumb turnovers and just giving Miami free points. I think that with that in mind, that the, they're gonna go in and say, you know what, we think our defense can wreck Miami. We're gonna be a little bit conservative on the offense again, probably The game plan you saw against the Chargers uh, and the Bengals, something along those lines. They're not going to let the quarterback throw it downfield. They're not going to sling it a lot, short, quick passes, a lot of runs, uh, very conservative, and and make Miami make the mistakes. And I think that's what we'll see.
0: I got a pound of rock. Pound.
1: Pound Um, of rock by swimming it for a yard and a half. (laughs) uh, uh, FC,
0: are you referring to Kenyon Drake before? That's the name. Correct, Kenyon
2: Drake would be the running back I was referring
0: to. Okay, yeah. the modicum of talent, not the worst. That's a good scouting uh-huh. report. I think.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He's actually he he actually is a pretty decent back. How about this? Um, I would not complain if I I would trade Benny Snell for him. Yeah, and a lot of people in Steeler land would not. How about that? I would. He's just a different type of back than what we already have with Samuels and Connor and Snell be a little something a little bit different
0: yeah one thing I'd say is FC, I, about Miami's roster um, you know Steelers wide receivers have struggled a little bit the Steelers have struggled to get them in, involved in the game the one thing that Miami has is they got decent uh, corners um, you know they start Eric, Eric Rowe and David Howard that's not the worst combination in the is league Howard's good to go this week oh that I don't know um, that is a
2: concern for them I believe he may be out but yeah, Eric Rowe is he's a weirdo in a little bit and you know, we we we, 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 we all liked him pre draft, I believe. I know that you and I did B to B and I yeah. I like Utah players and uh he actually is not bad. I agree with, I would agree with that assessment. And Howard's actually pretty damn good. Um, people will tell you that Minka Fitzpatrick sh- sh- would struggle to win a normal starting four job prior to this year there. Um they do yeah. have the ancient Sean Jones, I believe, at safety, who I believe was an outside linebacker at the University of Georgia prior to Thomas Davis, who's fucking ancient. So no, I well, well, wait, I wait,
0: well, well, hang on. They have Rashad Jones. Is that who you're talking about? Yes, Rashad Jones. Correct. Yeah, okay. Sorry, you just said Sean, which yeah. is a different guy. So I just want to make sure. Go right. ahead. Right.
2: Um, I just I, – I don't think that, that Dallas has – a real chance. And I know you're going to say, remember the Houston game where we got 420 yards and they had like 11 and we lost or <laughs> Brady Quinn with Cleveland or Oakland the last two times. Yes, I understand. I remember them. I remember them all real fucking well, but I think that uh, Fitch is going to allow Rudolph to be a little bit more aggressive early in the game. I expect the Sewers to try to get a 10, nothing 14, nothing lead. And then you're going to see the ultra conservative game, but I won't be shocked. If the script consists of a few vertical shots, which is Rudolph's strength, he throws a good to very good deep ball, accurate.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, mean the nice the, touch. the problem is who you know? is who are the wide receivers on the you know, who are active be, right now are going to go do it. Could it could be
2: yeah. Juju, it could be to Washington, it could be well, the McDonald, it could be the fucking Johnson. I mean, they. The, I'm of the opinion that the Steelers have. Decent to good talented wide receiver. That's not popular with you two. I understand that you two disagree. You two may be right. I'm not willing to bang the fucking table for it. But I think that we have some talent there. And I think that we have to, we gotta take a chance on Mason Rudolph. We gotta take a chance that Johnson and the receivers are gonna make plays. It's, you got ten games. You know, it's a, this ten game dress rehearsal. Allow Mason Rudolph to be great. Don't be afraid to let him be very good. Don't, let, don't be afraid to let those receivers make plays. I mean, the big thing is we can't coach in our fears. It's exactly what the game plan is. Whenever you turtle up in today's NFL with the way the rules in the game is set up, the turtle up game plan is just not going to do. I mean, the Saints are winning with it. I understand that. That's, that's an aberration in today's game. You're not going to win long term. You're not going to win games that matter with that type of game plan.
0: Yeah. Uh, I like that you just used the word aberration. I'm also very impressed. Um, you, sir. Uh Perch, just one last question before we move on. Uh, would you trade Dante Moncrief for a, a third-round pick? Because that's is pretty that, much what it is, right? He would fucking throw me in for
1: a third-round <laughs> pick. <for> <laughs> that's pretty much what what is.
0: If they don't cut Mon- Dante if they're trading him for a third-round pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it got till week 10 to cut him, right? I mean, if right. they don't, if they blow that because they were that short-sighted, talk. Yeah, I don't know. That's almost, you know, you mentioned Zavian Howard. You remember who the Steelers drafted in front of him? Uh, Artie Burns. Uh, yeah. Artie Burns. Burns. Same draft. And it was like, what, 10, 15 picks apart? Yeah. Uh, oh, good Lord. But, yeah, they, I, I hope they're savvy and smart enough to protect that third-round pick. Maybe they you know, with our luck they'll <laughs> they'll I'll leave him uh, act- they'll deactivate him the whole season and, and keep him on the roster and lose third round pick and not play him. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's what I a, see happening. That.
0: The Quinella or whatever, yeah. Oh man, well, that's, that's perfect. terrible. Yeah, Perfecta, there you go. Well um, I guess uh, let's 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 take a moment just quickly. We talked a little bit about the other stuff in the league, but let's go to our around the league pick segment, brought to us by,
2: by Dean Blandino um, and the rest of those cheating, lying piece of shit referees that comment that are just the NFL is always right. The referees are always right. What you're seeing on the TV is wrong. It's lying liberal media. So, in um, Chico's bail bonds.
0: Yeah, I like I just I got to add. You know, just is is the officiating, the worst it's ever been this year. It's pretty damn close. Uh, It's been bad. I mean, I know people talked about like the strike year and the first year that they instituted a replay. Chuck Knoll said was the worst officiating year in the history of the NFL. But, man, it's just – it's like uh, every game there's just multiple uh, like what the hell kind of calls. So I'll add that to the list. And also, of course, you know, sportsandshit.com, that's the place for your – you're, uh it's almost the holidays you know we're verging on the holiday season we're in the middle of the football season you could you know wear proudly your Steeler fury gear um you can also get a wonderful uh pat, pat you know New England Patriots Pats to risk shirt with their uh, asterisk logo which is fun and it looks like a crashing uh New England Patriots logo this is a perfect wear for the NFL season and you'll uh, you can go to you know formal Formal attire, even with that kind of a.
1: Hey, is there any battling basilisks uh, shirt on there? It is. It,
0: it it is available, and uh, I, if you're patient, I'll have. It, I'll try to have it out for you this week. Um, oh. So, yes the the B2B directional state uh, gear for you and your loved ones. Um, buy it for your kids at college, and their friends will be like, "What is where? Where is that?" Yeah, exactly. Uh, perfect. Force and shit.com. Go there. Also, uh, just quickly, um, although, like I said, we talked a little bit about round the league stuff. Um, there's a, there's not a very good slate of games, not particularly exciting this week. Uh, but there's a couple that I just wanted to talk about for a second. One is, um, your New Orleans saints with their backup quarterback, who was undefeated um, they're hosting the Arizona Cardinals, and Arizona has been like a weird team. They haven't really looked. They you know definitely look like they're just in the early, early stages of rebuilding. But they're also not terrible. And New Orleans is nine and a half point favorite. I'll throw this to UFC. Any chance this is a closer game, or maybe even a little bit of a trap for New Orleans?
2: Um, I think New Orleans may end up actually starting Drew Brees. As funny as that's, I he may be back this week. Oh wow! Um, if he, yeah, that's crazy. But, um yeah, a little bit. And, I mean, you can say what you want about Kyler Murray and you can say what you want about Cliff Kingsbury. It's fun. Football in Arizona is fun. And that's one of the first things that you have to do to get a fan base and to get the money rolling in for them. And do uh, I think they're going to cover nine and a half? I won't be shocked if they do. What I really hope happens is I hope they play Drew Brees, and I hope Chandler fucking Jones destroys him <laughs> and um, injures him again because uh, New Orleans with Bridgewater has been entertaining. But, uh, yeah, I, I would if I was a betting man, I'd probably take the Saints in the nine and a nine-and-a-half, especially with Drew Brees returning.
1: Birch, what do you think? I think FC just said if he was a betting man. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah, i I think you guys both nailed it uh, the cardinals are not as awful as you would expect uh they're they're actually been pretty competitive the saints just been winning a lot of close games somehow their defense is actually pretty darn good so far bridgewater has been doing just enough to to make the thing work games in new orleans i do expect them to win I, i expect i think i bet uh i i would have bet the under on this one. <laughs> if I was degenerate, uh, oh, yeah. I, I bet uh, uh, the Cardinals actually cover that spread. I think it'll be a, a reasonably close game. The so Saints win by six, but not cover that ten.
0: You know, I, hanging out with you guys, I feel like such a you know an outlier that I don't. I'm not betting, you know, the over and under in the. How about this? I'll
2: ask you guys a quick question, real quick. Sure. You got to pick one quarterback to start your franchise with. You have a choice of one of these three quarterbacks. Who are you taking? Kyler Murray. Baker May uh, Baker Mayfield or Lamar
0: Jackson. Uh, okay, I'm taking you, Kyler Murray. Can I love that.
2: I would I'm probably, taking Kyler
0: Murray. I have a. I would probably take Kyler Murray, but I would say if you have a defense that's built to win, but only for the next two years, I would take Lamar Jackson because until he's, as Perch likes to say, broken in half. Hey, bro. I I think he's pretty amazing. So I guess I would say for right now, I'll take Lamar Jackson for the for for a franchise for ten years. I'll take Kyler Murray. How about you, Perch? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I,
1: I I still book still out on on Lamar Jackson. He's going to be great for like five. years. I mean, he's Michael Vick all over, right? Eventually, those hits are going to wear on him. You can't keep that up long term. And what happens when he loses a couple steps? Right, that that's that's going to happen. I think Kyler Murray could be more of a Mahomes type. Not, uh, I think he's that that level, but a guy who could be more of a pocket passer than Aaron Rodgers, like, who, who uses that mobility to escape and looks to throw downfield. So he's the one. And Baker Mayfield, I think he's a freaking knucklehead, and he can't read a defense, and he's a one-read guy, and he's got a lot of work mentally to do it. I don't know if he'll ever have the majority to actually do it. They gave him the world put a bunch of talent around him and he's going backwards, so uh, that would be my choice amongst the three. I would take uh, Murray, if I had to build a franchise for the next 10 to 15 years and try and win a Super Bowl, that's where I would go.
0: Yeah, I got you. Well, okay. Well, uh, that's actually interesting. One last question, game-wise. Green Bay, at Kansas City, no Patrick Mahomes. This is just more of a referendum on what do you think Kansas City will look like without Patrick Mahomes for a couple of weeks? I'll start with UFC. Terrible.
2: terrible. That offense is completely built for Patrick Mahomes. Chase Daniel can't throw the ball 45 yards. Um, it's going to look terrible.
0: Okay, Perch, before I give my answer.
1: Remember the Chiefs offense with Alex Smith? Yeah. I remember the Steelers would beat him like 15 to 13. <laughs> Things yep. like that. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I mean, they, they do have a lot of explosive players. It's just... They're not to their their defense is not you know their defense is pretty mediocre. They do have some explosive players in that offense, but you need a more of a dynamic quarterback to you know send the plays and and throw the ball downfield and make those crazy throws that he does and it's yeah I think they'll be pretty mediocre in the next couple of weeks until he gets back
0: yeah, I guess the only thing I'd say about this game though is it feels like Green Bay is you know sort of the worst one loss team right now in the league. Um, I mean, I, you know, I know you're not a fan of Buffalo, but I don't think Green Bay has really done anything as well. Um, so I'm interested so, to see if Green Bay, to me, they're a favorite you're on the road in Kansas City.
1: Stop, stop the podcast. Stop the podcast. <laughs> you just said Buffalo's better than Green Bay.
0: I I believe that's true.
1: Oh, fuck. Get the hell out of here.
0: <laughs> I
1: believe it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever they play, I, okay, it, can we can we make them play? Are they on the schedule with each other this year? I'd like to bet you that game straight up with FC's money too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, but <laughs> wait, wait. I mean, Here's the fucking ugly thing: no Devontae Adams, no Scantling. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, this. I, I like Green Bay because Green Bay's defense is real fierce too. But yeah, I, I, that's the
0: fuck. I mean, I think Andy Reid will draw up. Uh, runs and screens and kill Green Bay's defense. That They, they, really? they have no answer for that against Philly. And I think that's the kind of – that Philadelphia offense is very close to what Andy Reid does, I think. Mike Patton is career. a
2: bit of a fucking knucklehead.
0: That's, yeah.
2: that's, good,
0: that's good. I don't know. I, I, I would just say I don't think Kansas City is going to be nearly as good without Patrick Mahomes. But I, it would not surprise me if for a week that they – you know, circle the wagons and win a game that people don't think they're going to win against Green Bay. That's that's all I wanted to say. Um, so, as you said, you know, we'll see the Buffalo versus Green Bay. I don't know. I mean, uh, just call me crazy. I'm all, I am the person, however, who said before the season you can go back and look it up uh, on our. We can go back and listen to the podcast that San Francisco was the team that was going to be the the uh, outlier team there in the NFL this year. So I feel pretty good about that. I'm going to, I'm going to ride that flag till, till they crash. <laughs> till they crash. Exactly. Till they fade into obscurity. Uh, all right, gentlemen, that does it for our round of the league pick segment. Uh, now we talk about our, um, and I'm really stretching it here. Five-star matchup this yeah. week. Cause Fuck, we're in it uh, with your, your Pittsburgh Steelers who, uh, gosh, darn it. They got two wins before the buy. Uh, and you know, facing your hey, they're two and four, right? The Steelers two and four against right. your oh, and however many Miami Dolphins, oh, and the season Miami. Um, oh, it's fugly for Monday night. Um, I'll start with UFC. I heard a little bit about what you think happen.
2: 27 6 Steelers. Um, I think the Steelers will come out a little bit aggressive, maybe get a 10 14 0 lead, and uh, then they're going to pretty much pack the offense in and uh fucking see what craziness we can do out of the wildcat or craziness we can, we we can try to do with the run game. Uh, because I don't think Miami's going to really be primed to put up much resistance despite it being a Monday night football game. Uh,
0: yeah. Perch, how about you? I'm
1: going to go, uh, more of a, uh, Twenty-six to fourteen games. Steelers win. Do not cover. I think that uh, uh, Fitzpatrick will pull a couple rabbits out of his hat to, and get a couple of scoring drives, or Steelers will just get a bunch of stupid penalties and, and give him some points. I think the offense will be pretty conservative, so they're not going to put up a ton. Uh, you know, I, I think it'll be a comfortable win, more in, in the ten to twelve point range. Not, they're not going to cover. I don't think they're going to beat him by twenty either.
0: Uh, I get the feeling it'll be a, a bit, a bit of a sort of uh a... I don't know about a slop and slather game, as we like to say. I I think it'll be a bit of a, uh, you know, we'll be looking for the knockout punch and a big performance, and it'll be a little bit disappointing from that standpoint. Um, I don't know if it'll be as close as the final score indicates, but I'm thinking that the Steelers' offense struggles a little bit um, compared to what the expectations are. Defense is going to be pretty solid, but I'll give Miami a a garbage touchdown and make it 23-17 Steelers. I do not think they'll cover, though. That 14 and a half, I don't. I just the style of play that they're going to want to do. Not everything is going to work out as perfectly as it did against Cincinnati, um, and even in that game, you know, it it, it was no galock that they were going to win by two touchdowns. So I'll I'll, I'll call it twenty three seventeen. That's how I said my expectation is that it may take them a little while to get it together on offense and to not not only push the quarterbacks to do more, uh, push the quarterback to do more, but actually have him do more, right? So I think it might be if they struggle to run the football early, it could take them a little while to get going. So uh, we'll make it make it that. Uh, last words. I'll start with you, Perch.
1: Well, keeping with our theme of uh, degenerate gambling, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell people to go place some money on the NCAA National Championship this year. Uh, some current odds I've seen has uh, LSU still in the teens. Uh, I'm thinking LSU. This is their season, so uh, I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, go put a little little chunk of change on LSU to win a national championship. Completely out out of left field, but that's where I'm going to uh, leave my last words.
0: Wow, this is the kind of advice you only get here. The, the degenerate gambling hour follows us, so make sure to subscribe to that uh, FC. And if they don't you, win, guys,
1: that's that's free. I'll give you your next, <laughs> set free if that one doesn't win. <laughs>
0: Yes, you will. FC.
2: I agree with Perch about uh, LSU in the national championship. Thought that way for a long time. Just want to let that be known. Uh, wow. Second thing is uh, Anthony Chicola, What the fuck were you thinking? Oh yeah. <laughs> there is my final
0: thought. I mean, what we didn't. The, I mean, seriously, it's like when you're when you're a vital component to the team, they might be willing to work with you and overlook that a little bit. When you're a fringe guy, uh, I got the feeling that. You know, as long as they have any kind of other option that they feel comfortable with, that might be the end of his uh, his stay in Pittsburgh. Um, wouldn't surprise me, especially with uh, Tuzar Skipper getting waived. So, if the Steelers are, I think, seventh in the waiver order, so if they, my guess is, if they're able to get Tuzar Skipper back, uh, they're either they will either cut Anthony Chickenlow or or suspend him, or he may be actually on the commissioner's list, which means that they he wouldn't count against their roster. So. Uh, let us hope that Skipper clears waivers to the seventh team so we can get that dude back. I think he's a good fit in Pittsburgh, better than in, in New York are their losses our gain. And gentlemen, all, regardless, I'm just going to say, in, enjoy, be patient and enjoy uh, a Sunday without Steelers football. And, uh, and Monday night, no matter how, you know, if they win by one point or 30, it all counts the same in the end. Just remember that <laughs> no style points, gentlemen, thank you for, uh, fine podcast. Always a pleasure to talk with you and, uh, and for me to learn more about degenerate gambling, um, because I'm still working on my education and, uh, learn something every week (laughs) from you guys. Uh, next week we'll talk about how to place your bets and how to hedge your bets and how to play parlays like a 20 team parlay. we'll have STD. Are for soccer <laughs> we'll have STB on as a guest. Keep
1: me to
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> all right gentlemen let's talk next week after a giant Steelers victory go get them Steelers
1: it ain't daywise wise, without tight rhymes. It ain't a this burger without the fries from the nation's heartland like mom's apple pies. It's pure Americana hides on your fries. Got more bridges in Venice. My city is still. If you dig my lingo, you'll know that I feel like ain't no city so gritty, so filled with appeal. I'm off to Cromanty's, piled high my next meal. Never mind, New Hampshire. Got my own Washington Mount. Got three joining rivers, but who's keeping count? Got the world's first ferris. Got the world's famous soft take me out to the ball game no hesitation to no ball got denny and keaton warhol and rogers fred film night of the living and donna the dead donna made the, dead. the first on a palmer down is so sweet only six-time winner super bowl repeat yeah the city is schools a city with class long before i found trees we were making our glass don't mess with also curtain put your flat on your back